0: welcome once again to chill filter the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to but you probably should today is a very special episode and we've kind of been leaving our listeners in uh, in a state of wonder wondering what's going on this week we've talked about uh, something very special happening this week uh, but now it becomes clear that uh, we have a very special guest, and I'll get to that in a very quick second. But before I get to anything regarding our guest or the whiskey that he makes, uh, we're going to talk about some business. Uh, hit us up on Instagram. We'd love to reach or we'd love to talk to the people on Instagram. And uh, hit us up on patreoncom Uh Great way to support us, and we support you. Uh, as I've mentioned many times before it's not all uh, it's not all giving on your part when it comes to giving on patreon maybe you'll get some crazy samples like Eh Taylor cured oak or uh, What was the other one? I did recently Glenn Dronick 21 and stuff like that So uh, if you're interested in hit us hitting us up on Instagram or patreon know that we fully support that uh, like I mentioned <laughs> that's the end of the business like I mentioned Uh, We have uh, a very special guest. Uh, His name is Seth Ben Benheim I There's there's part of me that wants to say Bernheim because I love that wheat whiskey at least in terms of wheat whiskeys But Seth is the the owner and the the kind of guy that runs everything behind broken barrel whiskey company And he's got another spirits company. We'll probably talk about that a little bit, but we got a great guy here Uh, Seth, how's it going man? How's your day so far?
1: better now that i'm drinking with you guys i think yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> no it's awesome. now. yeah uh, thank so, you yeah no it's a good intro i like it
0: <laughs> <laughs> no i appreciate it so i guess one of the questions i always love opening up with with some of our guest uh appearances especially those who make whiskey is what was your like literally your first introduction to whiskey Ooh, um,
1: like first bottle I ever drank from or like my first like into the industry of whiskey like as, a as oh, I'm making a paycheck doing whiskey kind of thing.
0: Whichever one has a more interesting story and if they both do, then I'm down.
1: <laughs> you get them both. Uh, yeah. definitely, definitely getting into the business is a more interesting story. I, I can't, you know, I ask that question a lot um, to people i'm talking to or interviewing or this or that and yeah uh it, it oh, it's a good question um my, <laughs> my the best question the best answer is uh getting into this business and this industry uh through a scotsman who owns alexander murray and co which is the uh he was my original investor and business partner and he taught me a lot not just about the industry but about whiskey predominantly Scotch. And to this day, uh, even before the show, we were chatting, you know, I'm a big Scotch drinker mm-hmm, there. I, I love it. You know, I wish I, I wish I had some kind of like Scottish heritage so I could pretend like I, I have ties <laughs> to Scotland and, and can claim, you know, a Scotch brand one day and not be some Jew from California that's doing uh-huh. it. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, you know, uh, you've got this introduction. So I'm 24 years old. It's 2012. And I meet this Scotsman who likes my vodka with real fruit uh, brand concept
2: and says, oh,
1: come on, we'll work together. We'll figure something out. We'll make your brand happen and I'll invest in you. Like, okay, cool. So we start, you know, going regularly to meet together and he starts giving me like 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 year old Scotches. And I'm 24 and I'm like the Scotch is twice as old as me. And I'll never forget our first (laughs) business meeting we're on a business meeting and we're getting out of the car to go present Infuse vodka at the time, uh, and then his Alexander Murray scotches, one of which was a 41 year old Glen Levitt. And mm. I'm pulling it all out of the car and I drop the bottle
2: and it oh! shatters on the pavement.
1: 41 year old Glenn Levitt. Oh,
2: that
1: was a crazy, <laughs> uh, crazy start to i thought i thought my journey was going to end there (laughs) Uh, i was like okay that was fun i got into the spirits business for six months and now i'm back out because i dropped oh man sacred whiskey on the floor that was one of the first kind of introductions to whiskey was drinking scotch with um real whiskey introductions to real whiskey was drinking scotch with steve and the guys at alexander murray
0: that's awesome so was this in uh in america or did you go to scotland yes yes I have, oh, yeah. i've
1: never been to scotland actually Absolutely. i'm planning on going potentially this year um potentially after, everything's yeah.
3: potentially right now <laughs> yeah. potentially yeah
1: we're trying to we have a newborn we got you know
2: oh that's even more in the
1: family yeah. it's hard it's gonna be rough yeah i don't know what distilleries do with six month olds but yeah we'll figure we'll have to find out right
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah. So, it's a journey so i gotta tell you so my, I, I love Scottish indie music. Have you ever listened to a band called Frightened Rabbit or We Were Promised Jetpacks? I gotta throw it, I gotta throw it in there. Yeah, problems.
1: you got, we gotta talk about music at least once. <laughs> no, uh, I have not heard of those bands, uh, specifically, no, but okay. I'm sure I would probably enjoy. I'm a pretty eclectic music taste uh, overall, right. so I can be listening to like. Jazz or Frank Sinatra, and then switch to System of a Down, and then move over uh-huh. to reggae yeah, okay. so music, you, and then it goes you're everywhere.
3: Gonna really? You're gonna love Frightened Rabbit. We'll send them to you there. All, all right, right so send me like, the
0: link. Best. Yeah,
1: don't let me forget. Yeah. to check them out. Okay. All oh,
0: right. they're I mean, back great. To the yeah.
1: Sorry, sorry, sorry.
0: <laughs> 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 so, so I guess yeah, you uh, yeah, you got this experience, and so I guess like you just randomly met this guy. The Scotsman guy?
1: I cold called him, yeah. I cold called him. Wow. Out of blue. Really? I, I, uh, I was 24. I just quit my, well, I no, I was, I met him and then I quit my job. So I was kind okay. of working for my uncle and looking for my next thing. I was really tired. I was very entrepreneurial in college, made a okay. bunch of money um, selling stuff on Craigslist until they sent me a cease and desist. <laughs> Cause I, <laughs> oh, broke, so I broke every rule. I broke every oh, rule on the man. Craigslist terms or whatever. Those things you never read, and you click through. You go, I accept, and you keep going. Uh, <laughs> I should have read them because I broke every rule. But I was, you know,
2: funny.
1: I was way past, uh, way, way past doing it by the time they sent me that. So, so I was yeah. working for my uncle, and like just wasn't feeling fulfilled or creative. And so I said, the next mm-hmm. good idea I have, I'm going for it. And so okay. that, this was, so this was it. For,
3: just for context, how old are you now?
1: I am thirty two. Yeah. So
3: you're almost a decade into this here. So almost a decade
1: in, yeah. 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 Nice. Okay. It's been a good decade. It's been a good That decade. sounds like a great decade. <laughs> it so is. It is.
0: If you've been so you, you had this idea, it sounds like, and this was the next idea you were gonna run with. Did you have any experience distilling at that point? Because I know with infused...
1: No, and I still don't. And I still okay. don't <laughs> have any experience. <laughs> really? I've never distilled a batch of anything in my life.
2: Um, wow. So I have even won,
1: yeah. No, I, I have won uh, a double gold medal, a 95 point from USA Spirits Awards. Uh, wow! A San Fran double gold, a San Fran uh, several San Fran golds, and uh, and pretty much everything else silver or higher um, on every whiskey I've ever made, uh, all from blending. So you could say I'm a master blender or a blender, <laughs> or <something above laughs> no, but I'm not. Not a distiller, unfortunately. Uh, I do own a still, but I've never turned it on. Oh, that's so cool though. <laughs> Legally I can't yet because I don't oh, have for the sure. California state license, but I do have the federal license. So we are getting situated here in Los Angeles uh, to awesome. be able to distill, but still to this day it's all contract, it's all done um whiskey in Kentucky and we make some vodka out in Vegas as well. Nice.
0: Oh that's awesome. So so I guess this this uh well well tell me about I guess now that you're talking to the Scotsman, he set you up. What What's the next step you did? Uh, was it Infuse or was it Broken Barrel?
1: Yeah, it was Infuse. Infuse okay, Cool. Is way way predates and, and structurally it's all one company. I mean, it, it's I one gotcha. entity, uh, at the moment. That may change, but for now it's still one thing. Um, yeah. Broken Barrel is still relatively new. I mean, we've only been doing anything whiskey for three years. Three years, oh, yeah. two months, something like that. So... We were infused spirits. We were infused vodka, actually. We were calling it infused vodka, and I had infusedvodka.com. But at the time, this kind of sets up the whole, how do we get to whiskey?
2: I had um, bought
1: infused vodka, infused gin, infused tequila.com, infusedbitters.com, infused oh, com. Wow. Infused yeah, you are an entrepreneur.
2: <laughs> Infusedbourbon.com. We were like
1: ready from day one. The 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 expiration date on my GoDaddy is all of those have the same expiration date we renew (laughs) all of them every year so like it keeps going and going like we we always keep the door open for Mm -hmm. a new infusion um so we did infuse vodka and this is 2012 and we know i know that the cinnabon fads and all these things are going to die and the world is just wants to be healthier The kale acai berries is everywhere It's 2012 you know it's everyone wants fruit and healthy and this and that. And so I'm like, okay, well, here's putting, no one's putting fruit in the vodka and letting it sit there. So I thought that was a really unique uh, idea. And still to this day, it is Uh nobody really does this. So we come up with this concept to actually have the infusions be in the bottle or single Mm -hmm. bottle infusions, And we run this infused vodka. We quickly get rid of the word vodka and we call it infused spirits because No bartender or restaurant or or even retailer was like picking up the phone, going, Yeah, give me more vodka. Yeah. And say, Oh, I'm infused spirits. You want to take Mm -hmm. a meeting? And they go, Okay, infused spirits sounds interesting. Come on by. Quickly, they realized it's vodka. And and that only lasted a minute. So by 2017, we developed bitters. And then we developed uh, whiskey four months later uh and the idea was to stratify the portfolio so that it was actually going to have um bitters bourbon, and uh vodka so now it really is infused spirits and we're infusing Mm -hmm. three different kinds of spirits and the bitters really helped with the bars and restaurants who kind of had the biggest sort of um distaste for flavored vodka
2: The, the,
1: the retailers could sell it they knew what to do with it so they didn't have too big of an obstacle, you know. It's all about marketing it and getting the price point right and all that. Yeah. But then we come out with um, we come out with the bitters and the bars are going okay. Bitters, I I like bitters. And so now we have these meetings and people go, what are you going to do next? What's are you going to do rum? Are you going to do tequila? And you know, it's now it's 2017. Whiskey is mm. hot. I'm drinking yeah. whiskey every night. I'm not even drinking my own vodka. I'm drinking other people's whiskey. I'm like, we should yeah. do our own whiskey. What are we going to infuse it with? To make it infused spirit. So if you look this stuff up, you will see. I don't know why I'm trying to show you stuff on video because I guess this isn't uh-huh. going to be a video. <laughs> yeah, so it yeah. I'll just describe <laughs> it. Yeah, uh, we launch infused spirits broken barrel whiskey, and okay. so the the brand is infused still, and then the name of the product is broken barrel whiskey. And for any any uh, anyone that's Jewish that's listening. I actually came up with the name Broken Barrel while sitting at a Passover uh, dinner in the, <laughs> middle of, like, in the middle of the spring. I am sitting next to my wife and I go, oh my God, I have the perfect name. And we're in the middle of like doing prayers and eating. And, yeah. like,
2: <laughs> and
1: I wasn't, we weren't married yet. We were still just, I think we were engaged at the time. Um, um, and she's like, what are you doing? Like, why are you
2: getting up? Like, I'm
1: like, like, give me a napkin, give me a napkin. I'm going to forget. I'm going to forget. I, I knew... I knew even then, don't pull my phone out because I'm going to get
2: the balls cut off. <laughs> I yeah, yeah. So I'm like,
1: I had a pen. I'm like, give me a napkin, give me a napkin. I wrote down, I think somewhere in the world I have the napkin. I wrote down broken barrel whiskey or broken barrel bourbon. I wow. love alliteration and I
2: love yep. literal
1: names that explain things. So infused spirits, yeah. very obvious. Broken barrel, very obvious. So mm-hmm. we do that. And then, you know, uh, 2017, we come out with a 500- bottle batch, uh and we were pretty well distributed by the end of the year it sold wow. before we even got people to taste it they bought it mm-hmm. sight unseen so we we launched it pre-sold it and ran out of it and said oh we need to we need to explore this further so 2018 we create rye uh we called yeah. it heresy rye and then we did a cast strength broken barrel bourbon and so then by 2019 we were Dead certain we wanted to change the name and move production to the facility where we were buying the whiskey from in Owensboro, mm-hmm. Kentucky. At the time, it was okay. called uh, Ozzie Tyler. Now they're called Green River, um, and they've recently gone through a whole, a whole rebranding. But okay. uh, we moved everything over there, and by, by the January of last year, one year ago, 2020, we were grain-to-glass, produced— bottled um, and aged, and we do the the process we do, which I'm sure we'll get into, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, all under one roof, and it was great. So no more transporting whiskey from Kentucky to Las Vegas, but it's always been Kentucky whiskey, which is great. Yeah.
0: Nice. And, and so you're in like LA or somewhere in California, or is it Vegas? I live in
1: Los Angeles, yeah. I live in Los Angeles, okay, cool. And which was nice, convenient. I could drive to Vegas and back in a day, um, mm. long day, but in a day. I've done that yeah. many times. But it, it was close enough to production for vodka and whiskey from 2013 to mm-hmm. 2020, basically. Uh, for those seven years, I was driving to Vegas. I've been to Vegas like probably every three to five weeks, except for last uh, year, for the last eight, nine years. So I know Oh wow! every corner of that city, man. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, so quick question, crazy? Yeah, go ahead, Bobby. Well,
3: I just, so I'm definitely the color guy here. Cole's Cole's the straight man. Um, <laughs> Vegas wise, what, what's your favorite? Where's your favorite place to eat in Vegas? What, like, where's you like when you go? What's one place you feel like you got to hit up the most?
1: Um, it, the for anyone that's going and like just trying to have a really good first uh, experience off the strip. So don't eat on the strip. Like there's nothing mm-hmm. on the strip that's a good deal or a good value, in my opinion. Um, I like uh, downtown Las Vegas a lot. There's okay. some really cool spots, especially if you go to some of the older casinos like Binions and stuff. They got a steakhouse on the roof. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Um, so, you know, get breakfast at Hash House of GoGo. Love that spot.
3: Hash House of um, Go-Go, Okay.
1: It's a it's a it's a it's a bit touristy, but it's certainly good. Um, also touristy, but I recommend getting Lotus of Siam or. I've heard uh, of good you, things. For Thai food, fantastic. Uh, they, yeah. they moved. Okay. They had a fire where they burnt down and rebuilt like <laughs> the nicest <laughs> oh, restaurant <dang>. ever. Insurance <laughs> <it's> money, <laughs> man. <that's laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, there was also if you if Lotus of Siam can be really really hard to get into and has like a long mm-hmm. wait, so go to Let Thai on uh on Fremont in downtown okay, Las Vegas. Wow get a sandwich. Oh, I forget the name of it. There's a really good some really good Italian delis and pretty much any any of the Chinese food spots like kind of the the they look a little dirty from the outside but the strip malls, go to anything uh, on Spring Mountain mm-hmm. Road. Any any uh any Chinese or like um eastern asian cuisine on Spring Mountain. It's just there's like a huge mall there with like a bunch of different like pie or Korean barbecue or hot nice. pot okay. or whatever. Love Asian foods. So, yeah, highly recommend for, Spring Mountain Road. I
3: love... Vegas is one of my favorites, and I'm, like, itching to get back here soon. So, I
1: appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, it's, Vegas it's is close to it. Like the food is unbelievable. The food is unbelievable in Vegas. Yeah.
0: I sure. was supposed to be there in October. I had a concert to go to that I bought well ahead of the pandemic. And, uh, yeah. Hopefully, you money canceled. What's that? <laughs> get your money back? Yeah, luckily, we did. But... Yeah, I mean, I I live in Phoenix, so I'm only, you know, a five hour drive from there. So we just got to make it happen and put on a mask and maybe do something like that. But um, so, yeah, you're so you got production, at least the whiskey side. You don't even touch anything. It sounds like you've just set it up for success and and you probably check in on it every now and then. But it's just rolling at this point, I guess. Right.
1: The business for the for the whiskey, especially. Um. No, business is uh-huh. not. I don't think any business is just rolling. It, it, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It's extremely hard. Yeah. I don't want to sugarcoat it for anyone. Anyone listening who goes, oh man, this 24 year old guy can start a whiskey business. You know, it's so easy. Any, anyone can do it. That is not the case. It is grueling. I was in a very particular spot in life where I didn't have student loans. I, I was living with my parents when I started the company. I didn't have kids or car loans or debt. I owned my car. I was in a really interesting spot where it made sense to take a financial risk. And I don't recommend wow. anybody who has mortgage or, or car loans or student loans or a family to take care of and responsibilities like that um to just go start a whiskey business it's certainly extremely expensive it's very time consuming and it's a risk and there's no guarantee and i i think i'm very creative and very smart when it comes to starting brands and at the same time i have uh i have i've found some success but there's a long road ahead so it's certainly a journey and even eight years in, there's a long way to go before, you know, wow. you're, you're, no one's, no one's, I'm not riding around in Ferraris and I live in an apartment and I don't want to glamorize it at all. Like, you know, I, uh-huh. I have a nice, nice, you know, nice apartment and that's about it. Like, it's not like we're not, no one's, <laughs> no one's, uh <laughs> when I go to Vegas, I'm, I'm betting in hundreds, not thousands or, or uh-huh, for of cash. Sure. <laughs> if I no, went a hundred bucks, to it's a really good day. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: No, that's great to know. Because like, I, think, I think that was one of my questions that I was going to ask you. is like, what in the world? A 24-year-old getting into the, the uh, spirits business and seeming to do well, at least up until this point. But I guess it's not like super, you know, I guess there's a lot to it. A lot of grueling. It's,
1: uh, yeah. It's worth noting that, you know, if you think about craft spirits, the whole mm. category, 95% of companies that are considered to be producing craft spirits. Uh, are cash flow negative they're not making a profit uh
2: uh-huh.
1: they sell less than a million dollars of uh their booze mm-hmm. uh, which generally also would imply that they're not making a profit and then uh it they are doing less than about 5000 uh 9 liter cases or 12 pack cases Goodness. so that's 95% of companies
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and so, for reference we've we've sold over thirty thousand cases the last you know three years uh, running uh, mm, consecutively. Okay. so we're we're certainly in the mid to large category yeah. of craft spirits. We have a nice mm-hmm. distribution footprint. We're selling to uh, about twenty states pretty actively, and then mm-hmm. another ten pretty passively. And then we're registered in another ten after that for just kind of like special order type stuff. So, couple cases a year nothing nice. like less than 0.1 of our business so 80 percent of our business is in like 10 to 15 states roughly wow. so what's
3: okay. th- what states are you available in right now
1: i could tell you which ones we're not in <laughs> uh, uh <laughs> we're not in some of the central you know middle of the country we're not in uh iowa or nebraska or montana or um uh, South Dakota. We're not in North Carolina, really. We're not in uh, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Vermont. Uh, we're not really in Maine, um, Alabama, Mississippi. Those are states we're still looking to fill out. Okay. Um, but we are in, you know, we're in California, Florida, Texas, New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Most of the Pacific uh, Northeast. Um, we have great presence in Georgia, Colorado, Washington. We sell it to Kroger, Total Wine. Nice. We've sold okay. on and off to Trader Joe's. Um, a lot of big retail stores have definitely helped boost the company and get to those, good. those volumes. Walmart, so stuff like that. Oh, really? Nice. Certain
0: states, so yeah. I, yeah, I have a big question. So we haven't really discussed um, what makes broken barrel whiskey. Special and and to and I've heard the term and it makes complete sense once it's well explained. I mean, it doesn't even take much explaining. We have the term uh oak bill, and most of us yeah. have heard of mash bill, which is the you know the ratios of grain that go into you know a bourbon, for example, or a rye. Uh, tell me about the oak bill and and I guess what sure. makes uh broken barrels so special. And it's it's really cool and to that make. Is so I'd it
1: love is. it to hear it from the source. That, that is what makes it special is this, this concept and process of, of having and adding an Oakville layer mm-hmm. to the whiskey. Um, when we started the, the whole, let's make a whiskey in 2017, we quickly, you know, infused spirits to describe it briefly is a single bottle infused spirit, meaning that every individual bottle is infused independent of the bottle to its right and left. It's a single bottle infusion. It's not not batched. It's not flavored beforehand. It's not single barrel or single grain or all these other singular terms. It's kind of a unique thing in that it's a single bottle infusion. I don't know of any other single bottle infusions that are actively still uh, selling um, on the market that are 100%. The flavor is what is added to the bottle, not anything else. So Broken Barrel, what is it? It is a brand, uh, a line of bourbon, uh, rye, and American whiskeys. The American whiskeys have yet to really kind of launch as an as a everyday item. We've done a few mm-hmm. American blends uh, so far, and I'll get into those at the end. But it's a bourbon, rye, and American whiskey company that uh, processes all of its whiskey with an oak bill. What is an oak bill? Literally, we break barrels. I've got, you know, <laughs> for you guys who can see me, I've got yeah. you know big hammer. Oh, that's right awesome! Like, I've got yeah, a yeah. hammer axe so combo. That is that use.
3: on is that you on the website too? Breaking the barrel? Yeah, it
1: yeah. is. It, okay, nice. yeah, so yes. Yeah, so I, I barrels on the website. I yeah. get up there and I I you know I've got I've got my barrel breaking pants that I wear.
2: Nice. Like, I'm breaking a barrel.
1: Anytime I know I'm going to work to break a barrel that day, I've got like these hideous cargo pants that my wife hates, <sighs> and I can keep all my little like tools and screwdrivers and stuff in them, and yeah. I just, like we smash I, these barrels up literally smash I, up the barrels
3: what i feel like that's something i gotta go, add to my closet i gotta get myself a pair just in case <laughs> you never know you just this, in case get yeah. yourself
1: a pair of barrel-breaking yeah. barrel breaking pants <laughs> pants, or or a, we used to call them distillery pants because i would just move stuff around uh and just get dirty in them but they um, originally were distillery pants now they're the barrel breaking pants nice <laughs> so um Yes, so so broken barrels, so we break the barrels, and we gather the staves, and Mm -hmm. what the oak bill is, and why it's so interesting and unique and important, um, Mm -hmm. whiskey, the mash bill matters, don't get me wrong, single malt whiskey does not suddenly taste like bourbon, because you put it in the exact same barrel from day one, and aged it next to it at the same rack, and the same height, in the same warehouse, in the same state, same Mm terroir. All that same temperatures affecting both barrels. Mash bill matters. An American whiskey, or sorry, an American mm-hmm. single malt will not suddenly, even in a new charred oak barrel, taste like a bourbon.
2: Yeah.
1: That does not mean that oak does not play a significant part
2: yeah. in
1: the flavor ultimately of one bourbon to another, one rye to another, one American single malt to another single malt, a wheat to a wheat, and so on yeah. and so on and so on. So while the mash bill does matter, um, the oak matters as much or more, depending on how long it's in the oak, what kind of oak, how the oak is treated. And in, in the case of what has become widely popular, although it wasn't when we started more or less, especially with American whiskeys and even more so bourbons uh, is finishing a whiskey with mm. a, a different kind of barrel. Once a bourbon has spent enough time in the right kind of oak, New charred uh, white oak, Um, and you know, for us, straight bourbon, so at least two years plus, uh, and Kentucky straight bourbon, two years plus in Kentucky only. um, You now have a bourbon. Now it's a bourbon. It it wasn't, you know, a straight bourbon at a year and a month, but now it is at two years and a day. So you can take it out of that barrel and put it in another barrel, and you can finish it, which a lot of people do. There's a lot of labeling requirements on bourbon specifically, um, on doing a finish to a bourbon. And a lot of people would even argue that it's not even a bourbon anymore because you finished it. And there, you know, there's a lot of politics around that. Mm-hmm. Because bourbon's not supposed yeah. to have flavor. Yeah. But we do it a little differently. We take, in, in the case of the California oak, which is the first one you guys are probably gonna start tasting yeah. in a moment mm-hmm. here. Uh, this is a two barrel oak bill meaning we use French oak barrel staves and California Central Coast Cabernet barrel staves. Mm -hmm. So uh, the the French oak is virgin. It's new, has a lot of, you know, untapped flavors to give. And the Cabernet is just a fruit bomb, like rich with this sweet, um, supple kind of like amazing grapefruit flavor, you know, almost Mm -hmm. like a a grape jelly or or a... um, A nice, you know, like a nice glass of wine in some instances. Yeah. You can pick out those notes from it. And all of that coupled with the beautiful, you know, vanilla caramel and uh, uh, sort of charred oak flavors of a two-year-old to plus, you know, two, three, um, four-year-old batch of uh, Kentucky straight bourbon. So you put that all together. That's what the Oakville does is it gives you two different kinds of barrels at the same time, plus surface area of a stave. Way more oak in contact with the liquid, so you yeah. have less time to wait for it to have an effect. Okay. Right, so you have a lot of oak spending a, a lot of like think of double the amount of surface area, yeah. Of oak in contact with the whiskey, it, yeah. you know, you will taste what that ends up becoming and why that makes double
3: the pleasure, double the fun. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> and so, now since so a
3: broken barrel, can we please <laughs> drink some? Yes. No, yeah, yeah. Let's oh, no. yeah, yeah, pop But I guess I'll ask a question.
0: Do you get both, like, you know how some of these barrels, like, they've been aging, you know, in this case, Cabernet or, or, uh, I guess some of these other ones what are we're seeing, we even got a stout barrel on the, one of these guys. Um, does it get the outside of the barrel as well? Like, kind of that? It's, yes. not, I wouldn't call it dirty, but it's like, it's usually blackened <laughs> a little bit.
1: You, yeah. Um, the more, if you look at like a, a relatively newer barrel, um, mm-hmm. They're they're dirty, but they, they you know you got to clean them off. We don't put the ring yeah. metal in there,
2: obviously. I like got, we, yeah, of course. A quick, a quick, <laughs> quick
1: once over, rinse it, and you're going to filter yeah. it too. But I mean, if you think the outside of a barrel is dirty, have you ever put your finger on a freshly dumped inside of mm-hmm. the inside of a barrel? Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. you're, there's it a is lot going on. I carbon. mean, carbon.
1: It is. It is. Yeah, this, this black soot that you know, you would be rushing to wash your hands immediately if you were to touch the inside Uh, of the barrel. Your hands will be darker touching the inside of a barrel than the outside of the barrel. And yes, there is sort of this like cauterized sort of sterility to the inside because it was flamed and then added. But if you think about what you're putting into your body, when you think Uh about the inside of the barrel, and especially when you're dumping a barrel and you just see all that stuff that kind of collects in like the filters, Oh, for sure. Uh, it, it's not something you want in your body either. Theory, <laughs> oh, yeah. But it all lends to the flavor. So really, you know, you can wash the outside. It really is not that much dirtier or, or any really more dis uh yeah, yeah. distasteful than what you're seeing on the inside. No, I think it's I think it's no. cool because
0: you're probably getting the side of the staves is pretty like yes. potentially clean. And then the There's front of the stave level. is usually yeah. There's a, and Miracle then I think it brings in a lot.
1: The a oh, lot. Hey, there's um, a lot of juice in those sides of the stage, too.
0: Yeah. No, what? I think there's there's so much that can come from it.
1: Hey, Cole. Oh, it's interesting.
0: Yeah.
3: I, I'm going to quit the podcast. That, all that dirty talk <laughs> of barrels, I'm done, man. Like, that's gross. No. <laughs> no <it's> like, <laughs> the alcohol kills everything that could be bad. No, that's you
0: know? the thing. And plus, <laughs> like, it, sure you too. know. yeah Yeah. but i I don't think it's a bad thing at all like i was just curious i was like because because even you know like seasoned staves have been in the elements for up to sometimes 18 months so it's not like a to me it's not like an issue of like dirty or anything like that i think it's kind of it probably adds a lot of character that it's been exposed to the oxygen and exposed to like the elements in a way especially depending on the house. so i think different nuances
1: with it we do filter it's not a chill filter but we do mm-hmm. uh, filter, of course, because of the process. We
0: Hey, that's the name of the podcast. <laughs> go on, go on. <laughs> uh,
1: I, I can't imagine everything you've tried has been chill filtered. No, 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 no. no and people ask us all the time, they're like, why would
0: you call it that when most people are fans of non-chill filtration? And we're like, yeah, you know.
1: <laughs> but go on, go on. I think it's a, I think it's a chill Podcast is what it is. Yeah, that's, that's so, exactly so, what it is. No explanation. Exactly what yeah. it is. <laughs> and you've filtered that experience down into a bite-sized morsel of audio joy. Oh we gotta hire gosh. this guy. Oh. <laughs> that's a new. No, so awesome. what, what am I drinking? What? Are, I so yeah, what let's let's start about.
0: off. Uh, we'll we'll ask questions along the way, but uh, we're gonna do at least neat neat pours. Of every uh, little thing we've gotten, we have the Let's 88 proof California. Uh, what is it called? The uh, California uh, California oak. oak, and then and so that's 88 proof. Then we're gonna drink the 95 proof bourbon. Then we're gonna drink the 105 proof rye, the heresy rye, and then we're gonna drink the cast strength bourbon, the 116 proof. So I'm stoked. Okay. I haven't sipped yeah. this since we got it, so I'm really excited. Let's do
1: it. Let's get into it. Ooh. So you guys have that California oak, as I said before. Yeah. It's, uh, Eighty. So the, the nice. oak bill has the percentages. And every bottle we make has the oak bill and the mash bill typed out on the side. So you can actually yeah. see exactly what's in there. So all of the bourbons are 70-21-9. 70% uh-huh. corn, 21% rye, which is a high rye, and 9% malted barley. These are, again, distilled at uh, Green River Distillery, Master distiller's name is Jacob Call. He's a uh, second generation master distiller. He nice. is an expert in his field. He does an amazing job. They put away 90,000 barrels a year. Um wow. they're they are big in the private label business. So they do a lot of you. private brands for Total Wine and other major uh, Bevmo and a lot of different, you know, oh, cool. big liquor companies. But they do do some uh private brands like ours um mm. And Hmm. I know they bottled at one point for some chicken cock whiskey. I know they bottled for two. They bottled for a couple people, but they have multiple mash bills and they have um, variety of different ages on some of the stuff they're doing. So the first one, this uh, California Oak is a straight bourbon. It incorporates um, two plus year Kentucky bourbon, straight bourbon. Nice.
3: So it's got a nice, like the nose on it is really pleasant. It's got, I mean, I know it's a, look, it's got a Cabernet on it, right? Yeah, that shows mm-hmm. and, up for sure. I, well, so I'm getting more of the French on it where it's a little lighter on the nose for sure. That's true. A little more florally. It's uh, um, really pleasant though. I like the nose on it. It's got, and again, at the same time, it's got a lot of the good Bourbony notes where you're getting some vanilla. You're getting um, a little bit of apple-y on it. So yeah, it's got a real pleasant nose.
0: That's a good call nice. about the French oak, because I, I usually think of some of the French oaked, uh, you know, whiskeys that we'll see, like even the French, like Brené or, um, well, it wasn't a, a Metallica's uh, Blackened. Didn't they use French oak or at least post-brandy uh, they, oak or
1: something they, like that? Well, they had a uh, black brandy cask. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Blackened. Yeah. So they
0: blackened French oak. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I actually interviewed um, Lars, Lars Ulrich on that brand oh, no way
0: It's cool. so yeah. cool we almost had um uh, uh pickerel. What's it like? dave pickerel right sadly right before he died we we All were right. like in contact with him we were talking to his dude and then it just didn't work out that we could have because he was in
1: town when oh, he was man. touring basically that would have yeah. been amazing. Yeah, Seriously. we had uh, Rob Dietrich on our on our. Oh yeah, podcast. yeah. It's probably worth mentioning. So nice. I'm, I'm a, I happen to be the co-host on the Cartel Hour Spirit yeah. podcast, which is uh-huh. uh, just another podcast. Not not exclusively whiskey though. We do everything. Mm. So mezcal, brandy, oh. armagnac, tequila. Oh crap! This yeah, sounds better good. than ours. Shut up. <laughs> no, no, check it man. out. Yeah, cat, oh, no, no, Cartel hour, hour, right? right? Cartel Hour is just it's yeah. just for it's all spirits it's all spirits so it's just kind of a wildly different experience from uh-huh. uh, uh, like a whiskey podcast where where you really dive into get the detail we are yeah. we're, we're more like intermediate to like beginner level where we don't get yeah. super technical and all that and mm-hmm. it, we keep it pretty light. Uh, in general and we get nice. like hammered on the show <laughs> so, like, uh, so <laughs> fun. Which, which we drink like 10 12 things it was like oh man like what what are we talking about like mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: so that's, that's so crazy. did you actually have rob dietrich like stop by or did you just do? no no we
1: did it it was covid so we did it zoom like a year gotcha. ago and still but still in nice. uh, in covid so um, he's still at yeah, stranahan's but, too right uh no no I think he's, he's moved over, on I think he's on at Blacken now he's at, he's yeah at
0: yeah that's cool I yeah think... I met him at Stranahan's and he's he's got these epic chops and like uh solid guy yeah uh, yeah
1: he still has he at least when we saw him he still had the chops mm-hmm. looked like looked like uh Wolverine oh yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah so great. what so um one of the final thoughts on that California oak before you move to the uh, next one
0: you know I was worried that. Um, sometimes with french oak I Get worried that it'll be too Uh lightly florally sweet This is like exactly what I would hope for from french oak it imparts a little bit of sweetness But I think that cabernet also or the barrels we're getting from the cabernet um Are Really impacting this in a like a counteracting way for that. Mm -hmm. I think um It's sweet. It's fresh. It's I would say that French oak is there, but I the the thing that always like turns me off to French oak is the floralness from it. I'm not getting yeah. any of that. I dig this because it's like 20, the sweetness. Twenty
1: percent, twenty percent French oak, eighty percent cab. We really we, so, we wouldn't have called it California oak if it was like fifty fifty.
2: We mm-hmm. would have thought
1: of something else yeah. like you know vineyard they, uh, select or something like that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think
3: on the note no, the french oak shows up a lot on the nose but on the palate there is a little bit more of the cab I on agree. the palate i think mm-hmm. and it's a little, little it definitely is fruitier um i think in general it reminds just reminds me a lot of how you get a lot of like uh dark fruits like the um Yum. like oh, blackberries shoot. thank you cole blackberries mm-hmm. You not prunes <laughs> what's the What's the, maybe raisins, dates, Ra- raisins and dates. Yes. Yeah, so you got like, a yeah, yeah. raisiny date kind of a taste on it. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: really nice. Yeah. Yeah. A good wine it, finish or port finish will, will give you that, that yeah. dark dried fruit, which has yeah. a lot more of the sugar sort of, uh, concentrated and gives you mm. more of that, that burst of like dark sweet fruit flavor.
0: And do you uh, r- or do you disclose how long you do this finish process? You don't have to answer that.
1: It just varies but depending on mm-hmm. which batch and season. Like yeah the, the hotter it is out, the quicker yeah. this stuff happens. Makes so we sense. can go as little as a month, but I have like peach brandy and porter beer aging mm-hmm. right now that started in november Ooh. and we won't bottle it till february so we got to leave it a little longer oh, man, and this we can also
2: awesome.
1: this is why i love the oak bill if you mm. put something in you know you can't like just use your nose i mean you can use your nose and yeah. go oh man you sniff a barrel and go man this barrel's really potent and you smell another one next you're like oh it's not as potent so yeah. then you have a problem if you need if your batch size requires for like a finishing, if you're just doing a traditional finish
2: where you're going to yeah. pour
1: whiskey out of one barrel and into another full intact barrel, mm. if that intact barrel is not as potent as you want it to be, you've got a problem. We yeah. mm. have the flexibility to just keep adding more staves. You can just keep <laughs> doing course. it. So yeah. we, we, and we did this on a rum finish. We were like, it's not rummy enough. We're like, fuck this. So we put yeah. more rum staves <laughs> and we yeah. bolstered it and then it got... <laughs> it got to where we wanted and we're like, you know uh, what? That's the, it's like, it's like, it's like cooking. It's like food. If you, it's not enough salt, you can add more. salt. Yeah,
2: yeah. As you but go, if yeah. you
1: buy, if you buy only the amount of salt you think you need and that's not enough and it just isn't, the salt levels are off. You got a problem Yeah. and you got to wait and buy more barrels and it throws off your, your bottling date and your release date and all this stuff starts to fall out of place. It can be problematic when you're thinking of launch dates and all this crap and what you've promised mm. and you got purchase orders to fill and all this stuff. So we like the flexibility of the Oakville from a logistical standpoint, from an operational yeah. standpoint, it gives us, we, 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 it's very hard to get it wrong because of our ability to continue. we, and you know, we don't just buy what we need also, we buy more, but we can, yeah. we can really adjust down yeah. to the individual stage if we have enough or not enough. Yeah, the cooking analogy is great. That's perfect. Yeah.
3: I think
0: it's brilliant. Like, this Oakville thing, no one's thought of this. Like, I don't know. I mean, people have said, we trademarked
1: like. We that. We trademarked that. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, so you, nice. oh, you need to, yeah.
0: yeah. We did. And, <laughs> we did. I mean, some people will say, like, what is it? Uh, even, like, McAllen, um, what is it? Uh, editions, you know, number one or number six or yeah. whatever. They do, like, a process of finishing. Yeah. Um, but that's nothing like this. Like this is like 20% no,
3: something,
0: but, 20% yeah. you know, or like, that's
3: yeah. like perfect for a hipster market, man. Like, you know, oh, yeah. Well, I also <laughs> think like this is a it's a
1: now. great idea to like yeah. kick this off. Different. Yeah. It's just, we wanted to do, we, we never want to just do what's already being done. There's no point in existing. Yeah. If we're just going to put more None. of WD. something you've already had out, there's no, I don't see the reason in that. I wouldn't, uh, invest my money in just another whiskey company or another vodka company. Or yeah. whatever. I think the closest thing you could kind of equate this to would be makers Mark. And, you know, as, as many people know, they have staves and they create mm-hmm. like a system where they lower extra staves into an existing barrel. So you're kind of like double aging with twice the amount of Oak from mm-hmm. a smaller amount of staves inserted into an already uh, completed normal barrel size. Yeah, and that's interesting. It's certainly inventive. It's certainly creative. That is not at all what inspired this. Um, Yeah. In fact, I didn't even know that they were doing that when I created Broken Barrel. Um, it was really more of just applying my infusion process and also knowing that this was different and needed to be different than Infused because it wasn't a single bottle infusion. The number one thing that makes Infused infuse, but it was still quote unquote at the time infused whiskey. With yeah. other mm-hmm. oak, but I just That's didn't it. like the word. The, the infuse was the wrong word, so the oak bill yeah, became the, word there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the right the right terminology to kind of make it a whiskey term for a whiskey process. It, it has nothing yeah. to do. It started one way, but it, it just morphed quickly
2: nice. after we cool. came
1: up with it.
3: So, so what's the wh- which one are we drinking second here? So
1: we're drinking the, the uh, 95,
0: ninety-five proof. Now. proof. So the, uh, the bourbon, the standard bourbon. But I put my nose on this guy, and immediately I was like, oh, this is crazy. Because partly it's crazy because I'm getting super butterscotchy notes from this. Oh, okay. But what's also crazy is that it's the same mash bill as what we just drank, but so different.
1: It's very yeah, different. And the, so here's where you're going to vary. Three of our whiskeys, three of the four you're going to try, Yeah. the same oak bill at different proofs and different mash bills. It's the same oak bill. So it's 40% ex bourbon. So we put Uh more bourbon barrels into it. 40% French oak. So that same French oak, but double the amount as you had before Mm -hmm. on the first one. And the last is 20% Sherry. Sherry, Ooh,
3: sherry, sherry butts drive me nuts. Uh, sherry
1: butts.
0: <laughs> we <laughs> have like the old joke that. on the podcast. So that's, that's sherry butts town. drive me nuts.
2: <laughs> I like.
3: That and I one. will say the, like the that. sherry the sherry stands out on it for sure. Which Yum. if you know, I, I, people can go one way or another on sherry uh, finishes, but this it's it's really pleasant on the nose for the sherry for yep. sure.
1: So the sherry is twenty percent, just like the French mm-hmm. oak on the California oak. Which there's a lot of sounds. Sounds like a mouthful, but Ooh. the uh, the sherry, Ooh. the French oak, and the ex bourbon. So we wanted to kind of give you hints of fruit with oh, the, floral, the floral sort of, um, you know, almost honey-like quality of, mm-hmm. of the sweetness. And yeah, then also hits you with that, you know, kind of like if you think wood for double oak, like give you that real charred oaky uh,
2: yeah. middle
1: section. It finishes, this, in my opinion, like fruit.
3: The yeah. finish on this is amazing. The it finish is by far the
0: and it's all good. Yeah. It
3: gets super sweet towards the end, like like a sweetness mm-hmm. that just kind of like blooms and blossoms and just lingers mm-hmm. forever. Um it's definitely a little then, bit of sherry on the front, but mm-hmm. it just lingers with this floral honeyness. Oh, that's good. I like this. Yeah.
0: I think the, the sherry, butterscotch scotch is a good one yeah no that's the biggest note i'm getting on that finish is kind of a butterscotchiness and it's just it's it it just keeps going up in terms of the uh notes at first it's kind of your your bourbon-y you know a little bit of that caramel a little bit of that vanilla mm-hmm. but there's a little bit of that uh, sherry that shows up at the front as well but then it just smooths out to this finish into oh, like a beautiful a sweet m- butterscotch yeah
3: with a nice little, uh, like a lingering burn on it, you know. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, just you're just gonna get higher proof. Yeah, higher that's improve. good.
1: Ninety-five uh, proof.
0: What's, what's the price, price, price range? I forget.
1: Uh, the first three you're trying all go for right around thirty bucks. Oh. Wow. Hey, <laughs> you're talking.
3: You're talking value language now. Yes, yeah. That's value awesome. for a want... seven <laughs>
0: fifty. Yeah, no, that's
3: yeah. awesome. And, uh, well, like, and, like honestly, like. And the cool thing is like, so, okay. So since we've tried two and both have been really good, I'm going to say like, it comes across as gimmicky. And a lot of people will get away from the idea of a gimmick, but it really is executed well. Like it, it is gimmicky in the sense of like, Hey, we're trying something different, yeah. but the execution is oh, yeah. point. Oh man.
1: I mean, it's, sure. it's serious whiskey. And look, we, we, we would like to grow. Look, the price point may go up over time, as yeah. the available whiskey at Green River Ages. They only started distilling and putting barrels away in 2016. So the wow. oldest whiskey they have is four years going on five years. So there is nothing older than four or five years in our bourbon or our rye.
2: Oh wow. Now, okay.
1: Keep that in mind. As they as we get into 2021, 22, 23, yeah. you might see us put out a full an age statement, like a four or five, six That's year of whiskey. Yeah. Um, and when we do stuff like that, we might charge a higher price point.
2: We're For also sure. going to have a
1: brand new package coming out, a whole oh, new yeah. bottle, custom bottle, custom label, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so this packaging will change from head to toe, the entire thing. That may also uh, <laughs> premium premiumize, if that's a word, For sure. the brand uh, yeah, yeah. by like uh-huh. three to five dollars a bottle yeah. potentially. So you might go to thirty five bucks.
3: But, well, I think I I think I speak for Cole when I say I can't wait to see your package from head to toe. <laughs>
0: that's something I would say. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, uh,
1: it's exciting. It's going to be and that's going to come out later this year. Uh, so I'll, I'll definitely make sure to get you guys each a bottle of that when it, oh, when it drops. Oh, I would love that. Um, yeah. But the cool thing is so. Even if we go to thirty-five bucks, I still think there's value. We will be increasing the age Absolutely. statement on the whiskeys as well, minimum two year on everything across the board. Um, you know, there is some younger than two year old, especially in the rye and the 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 one you just tried. Um, mm. So, you know, I can't charge fifty, sixty, seventy dollars for a yeah. whiskey that young. So well, there's yeah. there's obviously I put out what I would pay for myself and being awesome. a collector of whiskey. But I think
3: still so it's a good point. Like, I think like for a lot of this regional stuff, smaller distilleries that I would buy from, like for a 750 mil bottle, I'm looking at about 40 bucks. So 30 bucks, that's that's a great price. Like that's oh, yeah.
0: awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I think so. like, yeah, with that, it's, it's, it's totally understandable that the price will go up once the age goes up. But that's the cool thing about your product is it's only getting better. I mean, at a certain point, you know, you can't put out a 28 year, uh, finished bourbon, and that's not going to be, you know, ever, never. Was that? I, I might do. Oh it. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I'd be I'm, down to try it. I'm you can crazy. send us a bottle of that. I
1: am, <laughs> I am crazy enough to put out a 28-year-old thing. I just can't afford one right now. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Put, that, that barrel would put me out for like two months, three oh, months yeah. uh, whiskey. So I got to. Now, it would you them. ever consider
0: hitting up someone like, uh, like almost like an orphan barrel type thing, like? Buying a barrel, maybe not from Green River, but someone else? Would
1: you? Man, yeah, they, they only have what they have. No, I, yeah. so so to finish sort of getting the broken barrel brand together story, we were doing everything under the infuse label. Mm-hmm. And at this point, you guys should definitely pour your rye whiskey as well. I, I just did. Try yeah. that out. So yeah. um, go ahead, nose that. And then mm-hmm. we, it was in the end, I think it was a mistake. I think it was too soon. Uh-huh. Um, I was just so inspired by uh, High West. I love yeah, their yeah. seasonal releases. I love yippee mm-hmm. Kaye, yay or Burai. I oh, for sure. And uh, Midwinter. So I looked at those brands, and they were $100 a bottle, You know, 80 to to 100 and even 125 at the height yeah. of some of those bottles when they were coming out. And I, I bought all three. I've got all of those. And I thought, okay, I, and this is 2018. I'm already thinking about 19 and what I want to come out with at the end of 19. Yeah. So I create this single oak series, which was really an exploration of spirits and or liqueurs or sherries or, or from around the world mm. that can influence American whiskey and show the strength and power of one oak, which kind of, works against the oak bill of multiple oaks, but does the process of showing the power of this process and what I can do with a broken barrel versus a finished barrel. So I bought a bunch of Mizunara barrels. Nice. um, (laughs) uh, They're not, it's not a
3: pretty penny right there, yeah.
1: It was very expensive and it took a year to get them. I bought them in and they showed up in 19.
0: Wow. wow so um, it was like straight up japanese like yeah like set from japan out. itself yeah nice. crazy
1: very nicely packaged everything that came in japan was like <laughs> space wrapped in like these silver packages like no plastic that's it was all like cool. these space bags it was really crazy that's um, awesome they wrapped it up in like literally like space age technology it was nice. cool um but we did so we did mizunara um the cask of amontillado which was amontillado uh finish, and then the Isle of Peat, which was a peated cask finish, and each of those were different blends. So the, yeah. the Mizunara was a blend of four and five-year-old um, corn whiskeys.
0: Gotcha.
1: The Cask of Montiato was light whiskey, 12-year-old and five-year-old corn whiskey. And then the Isle of Peat was two very young MGP whiskeys, uh, uh, wheat whiskey, straight wheat, and nice. 100% single malt. Blended together wow. with wow. Uh, the, so, we used 15 uh, year old LeFroid barrels for that. So, it was wow. fascinating um, to do all these experiments. But we were such a young and small brand, just getting mm. into some of these states and distribution. And we come out with 3,300 cases, which is like 18,000 plus bottles.
2: Yeah.
1: And we throw them out into the world, and no one even knows who we are. Everything yeah. prior had the word infused on it. It wasn't broken barrel yet. And then these new ones come out and they say broken barrel. And just people, it, it was like, it would be like High West starting with Barai before they did American Prairie mm-hmm, or Roger. Sure. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. I, I didn't get that. And that's, you know, me being young and stupid, you know, two, three years ago, younger and, <laughs> and more stupid. Uh, you were know, in I, your 20s. <laughs> I was in my 20s, man. I was 29. Yeah. I didn't know any better. Now I'm in my Mm -hmm. 30s. I'm older and wiser. Mm -hmm. Smaller batches, limited geography, one at a time. Don't do three at a time. You know, all these different things. I could write a book on how many mistakes we made in doing that. However, we did sell every last bottle of it. Really? That's great. Thank God, yeah. We we are out of all three. They've been discontinued for a while. They were one-offs. But man, it was a learning lesson. So we've really, going forward, we really want to hone it in. We mm-hmm. will do special things out of the spot here in LA. We will yeah. do single barrels. I have some of that Mizunara. We we didn't sell it, and we actually dumped it into a maple barrel. So I have a maple hmm. Mizunara half barrel. Wow. aging. Hmm. I've got uh, four barrels of seven-year-old straight corn whiskey. I've got yeah. four barrels of three-year-old single malt American whiskey. I've got two barrels of straight wheat whiskey. So I will do little projects with these and they'll come out and they'll go online and they'll hopefully sell really quick and go to like maybe caskers.com or something. I don't know. We'll figure out a partner, sell it, but they're not going to be these like big sprawling coast to coast national releases. We're going to stick to the main bourbon rye. And then this year we're going to launch two, American whiskeys. One will be an everyday fifty percent hundred proof American whiskey with much older product in it, Um, Uh, but it'll be a blend of corn whiskeys and bourbons together. And then we'll get into uh, then we'll get into some of the uh, cast strength versions of that American whiskey as well. I love it. So So I got to tell.
0: That was go Uh, ahead, I
3: got to tell you what I love this rye is killer it is so good Yeah. so candy um it is it really is i am more like i I love cinnamon notes on a rye and this doesn't really Mm have that but this like so it's got the french oak like what was it 40 percent and the um, sherry butts drive me nuts at 20 20 yep yep okay and uh it just balances so well it's got a nice Mm. like it's a super good candy kind of in your mouth it's so good
0: yeah, and you know, like I this you could drink this straight. Mm. I'm sure this would taste good with ice too. Ah, eh,
3: let's find out. Bust <laughs> drop, I, 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 ever drop if, that
1: Hopefully, my audio is still good. I had my headphones died, but oh, you're good. Uh, we got you. The the rye is absolutely meant, especially at 30 mm. bucks a bottle. It is meant for those Manhattans, those Boulevardiers. Oh, it will oh. stand up to a nice vermouth-driven cocktail. Oh, like a, uh, Yeah, good Manhattan. It's fifty-two yeah. and a half percent, so you can add ice to it. It's meant to be not meant to be mixed, but it's certainly meant to do well when mixed. But it drinks great on its own too.
0: Yeah, it definitely does well oh. with ice, which doesn't always happen
3: with a good rye. It made it colder. I'll tell you that much. <clears> um, throat> throat> but it's got a super nice candiness to it. Mm-hmm. Nice mouthfeel, like uh, like all of these. I think it's got they all have a similar mouthfeel where it's a lower viscosity, but it just like it just. And then Cole hates this word, but it's just really Lube. smooth. It's a belly <laughs> almost on the t- on the palate. It's like mm. just really. it go. These go down easy. Saying so, a whiskey is
1: saying a whiskey mm-hmm. is smooth is like saying he's a nice guy. <laughs> yeah it is. It is, i mean right. like
3: it's like then I mean, you gotta get into this pretentiousness of like okay let's look get the thesaurus out huh? what means smooth like but it's velvety yeah. it's smooth it's like it goes yeah. on really easily um and I, I gotta be honest like i was worried about doing this podcast because i was like man if it's not good like you mm-hmm. gotta be honest but this is good I gotta like be this nice, stuff. Yeah. This is all good yeah.
0: yeah yeah um i gotta say though if i were to compare the uh the bourbon, the uh what is it, the ninety five bourbon to the one oh five rye. I think the bourbon won that bad really? in terms of the bourbon and
1: the rye. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well the, the bourbon oh, the rye is higher ranked. We we got a really? silver medal on the on the bourbon on the ninety five uh-huh. and we did pick up a gold medal on both actually we got a gold medal in twenty twenty on the California oak, which was the year we launched this That's after awesome. the pandemic. Like right? we launched it March of twenty twenty. <laughs> oh, bad uh, the rye came out in 18, and it got a gold medal in 19. So we did no do much better on on the other two than the one you like. So I like yeah. hearing that you like the the underdog because the, yeah. the, the chips are stacked against them, unfortunately. Well, what
0: I'm excited about is this uh, next one. We have the uh, the 116 proof, but this one you mentioned. So this one says beer heavy on it. Is this different than what you thought?
1: That's uh, the, that you guys have the, and again, unfortunately, I wasn't the one who handpicked what you were saying. Yeah, you're good. Uh, it no. looks like you were sent uh, one of our limited edition uh, made to order. So we we have the four mm. products, the Cast Rank, the yeah. Bourbon, the California, and the Rye. We yeah. also offer four more versions of the Cast Rank that are made to order for exclusive retail partners. So if a okay, retailer cool. goes... I just don't want, I I want to put my name on it. We don't do single barrel. We do custom oak bill instead. I gotcha. The custom oak bills we offer are fourfold. Porter Mm -hmm. or stout, um, depending on the brewery. Porter or stout. So you guys have the beer. So you have a porter. The most recent one we did was porter. It's second chance brewery, tabula rasa beer.
3: So mine says imperial stout on it.
1: Uh is that different is it handwritten? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a mistake. It's it's poor. Okay. It's, it's <laughs> <kind of laughs> awesome. I think lending our guy ooh, in It's the even other
3: more office, exclusive. Uh, it's it's got a mistake on it. Yeah.
1: We've done we've done <laughs> Imperial Stout all of the batches up until right now. That we don't have okay. any Imperial Stout <laughs> in the building. I got gotcha. it all we have gotcha. are um I'll show you the bottles so you guys can see. This is the what you're drinking. It's uh oh, yeah. it's uh so you can see on the neck label, it's second yeah. three. Ooh. And it's a Tabula Rasa Porter. I'm uh, going to tell you,
3: your, your bottles are on point too. Like you got the marketing down. Like that oh looks pretty. Yeah. Just wait.
1: Just wait. If you like okay. these, just wait. I got some crazy, oh, I'm excited. Uh-huh. crazy stuff happening. Um, so this one, I believe is 60% Porter and 40% uh, ex-bourbon. We found that the beer and the ex-bourbon barrels do really well to provide this, you know, it should have, hopefully, and you guys will tell me what you get, creamy coconut coffee. Okay. I've got coffee.
3: I can see the coffee for sure on the nose. Cinnamon,
1: A little cinnamon, even a little clove. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Drink richer and darker, like a porter, like a porter beer. Yeah, talk Mm -hmm.
0: about mouthfeel that is uh creamy on the yeah,
1: mouthfeel. like i like to think of like uh how coconut water oh, has a oh yeah thicker feel just just yeah. mouth, not not coconut like flavor it's not tropical
2: or yeah it's right. the viscosity but it's the
1: mouthfeel of coconut water versus regular water there's definitely mm-hmm. a thickness that you get and i think porter beers do that really well
0: you know, this isn't – sometimes porter-finished uh, things can be overwhelming. This is not overwhelming. This is, like, I've never really had well done. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have uh, you had like, burger? in terms of beers, or – don't they do, like, porter-finished mm.
1: beers? Am I crazy? Well – This is good. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, like, have you ever – have you guys had any other beer-finished whiskeys? It's a little so, more uncommon than you think, believe it or not. So like I,
3: I've done like the Jameson, like they have the IPA finish, they have the yeah, Stout okay. finish. Stout one and that's as well. and mm. I can't think off the top of my head where I've seen it other than that though.
1: I've never had those. I actually have not had their Stout finish, but I would be interested to try regular Jameson versus Stout finish Jameson and compare.
2: Yeah, it's I would hope to
1: find sure. those variances that we found in using Second Chance. Oh, this is good.
3: It's, it's, uh, so it's
1: totally different.
3: The, yeah. It is. The, high, the higher proof is really nice. I like the proof of yeah. It's got mm-hmm. it. And mean, especially now that like, you know, this is our, like, I can tell Cole's good. Cole's feeling a little happy right now. I see Cole's smile coming out. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like right now that higher proof, I mean, like this may not be your first drink of the night, just the proofage wise.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: boy, it's got a nice, it's, it's just, it is good. It's, um, it's definitely, you can taste the, uh, you can taste the finish on it for sure, but was it the stout? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's mm-hmm. the
1: it, it may oh, yeah. say stout, but I mean, the, the, the porter you're drinking is a porter. The porter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you I'm go. Like, yeah. You can taste that
3: darkness to it. It's got this is like a really good winter whiskey for Oh sure. yeah, that's a
0: great point. Yeah, this yeah. is this is like heavy, but not heavy in taste. Like like it's it's perfect in taste. It's not overdone. Um, but it, this is like really good winter bourbon, like like snuggle, yeah. snuggle by the fire.
3: Um, yeah, you just this yeah. is this is this is your midweek, midwinter whiskey you're gonna have. You know, this is like, a by oh, the fire. See. This
1: is a post dinner. This is an after yeah. dinner by the yeah, fire. Yeah,
3: I can see that. Yeah, whiskey. we're just gonna have a just gonna have a little nip midweek. You know, you got to work tomorrow, but you want to enjoy mm-hmm. the evening. Sorry, my Alexa, it's not too heavy. It's not. It's not. It's, not it's too- really. It's no. tasty. It's, it's like, a nice I was dessert. worried it would
0: be like, I was worried it would be overwhelming in the Porter like strength and like the, the, you know, I was smelling on the nose a pleasant coffee smell. Uh, but I, I was worried maybe it'll be too, you know, mm. uh, showing up on the, on the taste and the palate, but no, it's exactly what you'd want level wise. And like how, how deep that, that Porter shows up. It's there uh you get mm-hmm. and even that creaminess you'll get from that probably the barrel that shows up it's so good
3: i gotta do this with a little bit of ice for sure i gotta i mean
0: and so what's the 116 typically run for uh 40. <laughs> okay yeah yeah $10 oh goodness more. for a castrate and that's
1: the tax thing for people that are like why is it's still the same whiskey same mash but why is it more money it's, it's just taxes you pay by the percent, basically, For as a sure. producer. So the higher the uh, the ABV, the more taxes you pay, and therefore the more money. And then makes you know sense. we charge, we we pass those taxes, and then the next guy has to mark that up, and it gets marked up and marked up and marked up. So by the time yeah, it makes gets sense, to you guys, yeah. it may be like a dollar or two to us, but the time the distributor and the retailer mark it up, it ends up being like. $10 which is the unfortunate yeah. part of a three tier mm. system but
0: but like 14, you know one of your 14. cheapest big cast strengths might be like uh a uh, rare not breed free. or something like that and and that's like what 60 65 for a rare breed
3: I think it's up. He's close to like 45 40 the closest oh, really? is but not still it's breed.
0: it's on that level with the cheaper more like cheaper is a weird word but like less less expensive Cast rank bourbons. This mm. is great. This he'll hop back
2: Cole, on.
3: You drop any ice here, Cole?
0: No, but I will.
3: Yeah, I think ice, like, I mean, ice is great with this. It turns it's Ooh. very desserty. Not, yeah, <laughs> desserty sounds like you're uh, leaving the army. In, I
0: don't <laughs> <know>. uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, you're yeah. good, Seth. We we just added some ice to the uh, porter one, and it's
3: good. Yeah, I had to charge my phone. A <laughs> mm. mm. little bit, of you're little fine. bit of ice on this gets like a creaminess to it, almost like there's It's really like the viscosity wise. Like usually, ice you put ice in it, and it kind of it, it waters it down, right? But like this has like a nice viscosity to it, where it uh, yeah it thickens up a little bit more. It uh, gets thicker in your mouth, so to speak. When, um.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: when you put it in your mouth.
1: Wow, well, these innuendos so? are... are <laughs>
2: <fantastic>. <laughs> you guys, have not, you don't get have this not on, on, on Cartel Hour? No, that? no, that's
0: funny. You don't get this on Cartel Hour? Uh, usually it's me that I some, say something. We have
1: some knob creek. You know, uh-huh. you know, have you drank my knob yet? Kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> like have you put that knob in your mouth or... You
2: know,
1: <laughs> What are you knobbing on, or any of those? Not really, oh, though. Funny one for us, but other than that, oh, and dickle. Oh, Maybe you put a dickle in your mouth, or Gosh. Oh, and the truth no, is, we all meant have. To be. Yeah, I don't know. You, you, you can swing both ways if you put a dickle in your mouth, but it's it's mm-hmm. all it's all funny games.
3: Colesville, <laughs> I could just like so. Uh, so I will say like cold. I don't usually use like Zoom. We just do a phone call. Yeah, and I yeah. could tell just by looking at Cole. <laughs> Who's feeling it man.
0: Yeah, I have had I've had a point to you know I, I I might not drive right now. That's how it is right
3: now.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: But it's a good point, you know. It's a it's a uh, it's a healthy uh whiskey level right there. So
3: I will say my favorite though is when we drink handy and I just uh, <laughs> so yeah.
0: it's nice to have a good handy.
1: You know what I mean? So yeah. anyway, <laughs> hey.
0: Hey. <laughs> if you're
1: lucky enough to have handy, I mean, hey, well, yeah. yeah Although,
0: <laughs> did you have, have you had this year's, this year's handy?
1: I actually have had uh, all of the BTACs this year. So uh, oh, that's great.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Cartel Hour did a, or sorry, Cast Cartel, the website, yeah, did yeah. A giveaway on Instagram, and they offered, like, I think, 10 winners. Um, uh, uh, like, like, when I say a small sample, I mean, like, 30 ML. Like, yeah. Oh, really? Like but it was of all five or all really five, yeah, yeah, five um, and uh, my co-host Cameron and I did we live drank all of them while reading out the winners uh, and I offered oh, up nice. my yeah so it was, I, I think my order was um oh shit I forgot yeah uh, it was it was it was a pretty cut and dry I think George T. Stagg was still my favorite I no, think Eagle, okay. the, the Eagle 17 was my least favorite. Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. It was Stag. Then it was, uh, no, yeah, Stag. Then Sazerac is, I, I'm yeah, uh, always. I'm not, Saz was not, my number yeah. one Yeah, Saz- That was our number one this amazing. year. Then Handy. Then Handy. Then Weller. Then um, uh, Weller was my second and least favorite. Then Eagle of, Rare. And then Eagle Rare is my least favorite, yeah.
0: So we had, we both of us agreed, we had uh, Saz18, mm-hmm. Stag, yeah. Weller, Eeyore17, and then Handy was last. Uh, oh, I, Handy like
3: was, I like Handy. Handy yeah. had like a hotness Handy to it was that fire. was too hard to pull stuff out. Yeah, like, it, was, it was so hot like, this year. I wouldn't
1: turn it I down. Think I think we had so worked hard. up to it. We had worked uh-huh. up to it. Because order i liked them in with the exception of george t stag was also the order i drank them in i drank um, oh yeah 17 weller uh so eagle rare than weller then i drank then i drank stag and i was like yeah this is still like the best show oh yeah and then i got to the other two and i'm like yeah stag is number one and then the rest Mm -hmm. was the order i tried them in um but man yeah i've had i had the 19 stag and and the 20 stag so Mm -hmm. so yeah uh, i you know it's not one of those i have hundreds and hundreds of bottles, but yeah. I just don't chase the Buffalo Trace products. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. I have a few of them and I, I think they're quite good. I've never yeah. paid mm-hmm. more than I should have for any of them. Uh, and I never filled. Uh, and I've, I've gotten to a point now where it's, I've got so much incredible whiskey from all these incredible yeah. places. And I, you know, like you said, like rare breed, like wild Turkey for the corporate, for the major corporate, large Kentucky mm-hmm. distilleries, they are yeah. they are neck and neck it's either heaven hill or wild turkey are my two favorite distilleries on the For large sure. scale and then you know i've got a lot of favorite distilleries on the small scale uh, one of my favorites is laws out of, out of colorado oh
0: yeah 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 County.
1: 80 laws 80 laws yeah yeah yeah,
2: no, yeah I think it's awesome. there's a, there's
3: and that's a great, great point is you know a lot of it is just hype right like like, I wow. love, I love, like, the, like, I didn't even enter, I, and I'll be honest right now, I didn't even enter my state's lotteries for the antique collection because we sampled them on the show. And I'm like, yeah, they're good. And I don't know if I, and I would not pay for M, above MSRP unless it was like, you know, the year, like, when my daughters turn 18, like, uh-huh. I'll try to get one of the 18s or like, when they turn 17, I'll try to get, so they can get like, they're like, this, distilled year kind of a thing. But yeah, like yeah. Like, so, like even this stuff, this is great. Like you're offering a great value yeah. for it. It's a really great, great value. Great whiskey where it's like I can drink this and just ha- have have just as much fun, get a new experience and I think you're like you're hitting something here. Or I can like get on the secondary market and way overpay and get something that is like it's you know like you're I think keeping up with most, the Joneses thing.
1: For yeah. most people, for most people who don't have hundreds and hundreds of bottles whiskey goes fast yeah um, it goes really fast and to pay more i have a i have a theory that just paying more than 200 for a bottle makes doesn't make sense um yeah. it's it's a it's a challenge for me to do that no mat even as as wealthy as I hope I end up being one day, mm-hmm. I don't think I would ever want to pay more than 200. I'm about variety and experience. I'd mm-hmm. rather sit down with yes. five, you know, $40 bottles than one $200 bottle and try the variances. Cause it makes oh, me yeah. a better whiskey taster. It's like,
0: yeah.
1: it's like, would you read, you know, one book on a subject or five books on a subject? What's going to yeah. give you better perspective? Huh. You know, you're going to get more information from five things than you will from one. So, you know, it's for me, it's it's really a learning. It's always about becoming a better taster and a better um, connoisseur of sorts, or or whatever you want to call it. Uh, But it's about the experience, and I love the ability to bring someone to my office and sit them down and be like, "Okay, you want to try like three different." Eighteen-year-old scotches. Let's do that. Try three Mm -hmm. different weeded Mashville bourbons from Kentucky. Let's do that. Or I want to provide an experience. Drinking alone is very boring to me, so I like to. Yeah. Well, and thank God for the Zoom stuff because now you can drink with people across the world. (laughs) Well, tell so you're you not what, quite like,
3: alone. <laughs> Cole and I, our families are big uh Disneyland fans. Like we're big Disney yeah. fans. So we will come to the area sometime. And if you love bringing people in the office, one you know, Cole and I would Open love to show sometime. I, oh, 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 yeah.
1: invitation. I don't know. Um I don't know if you saw the the whole you saw the thing back here, right? You got the tattoos oh, because oh, yeah. oh, yeah. all the time. But then yeah. Yeah. you didn't see that over there. Glory. Uh-oh.
3: Oh, it's
1: beautiful. Uh, yeah, it's so gonna happen. When well, we're in LA,
0: we're we're gonna have to hang it's, out. It's yeah. an
1: open invite. You just let me know when you're coming. Oh, that's it's,
0: great.
1: I'll I'll Perfect. I'll steer you to some good restaurants, and I also uh, oh, that and sounds don't great. come when the restaurants are closed, because then it's just then you're eating taco trucks. But uh-huh. you gotta you gotta come when the restaurants are open. Perfect. Perfect.
0: So, so Seth, tell us, tell our listeners especially how they can find you how they can uh, what's what's coming up that they should look out for uh yeah rep
1: yourself real quick uh sure uh for anyone that's not living in a control state and hopefully Mm -hmm. if you're a whiskey person you know whether or not you do uh if your stores are called package stores that's a hint um so if you're in an open market and you can go online uh the easiest way is to just buy it online because even at 30 bucks, you know, maybe it's 45 by the time it gets to you, it's still a great value, but you know, you're going to get what you're looking for versus trying to hunt. Uh, but yeah, no, Google broken barrel whiskey, you will find a plethora of online retailers selling. Oh, find yeah. the price that makes the most sense, that has the lowest shipping cost to your area, and so on, or local to you. And hopefully that, that solves the problem right away. We have a lot of online retail. Um, I highly recommend if you see a single Oak series bottle online, buying that, they're about 50 bucks a bottle Mm -hmm. and those are gone. We will not be making them again. So if you see it available now, it may not be available tomorrow. We just recently released one that we didn't even get into called the Fen Walker. Um, you guys, I don't know, check Instagram. I'm going to be drinking it with a, a scotch guy. Nice. Uh, in a minute, it actually in like thirty minutes on uh, Instagram. <laughs> that's a good Friday nice. for you, man. Check yeah. out, be sure to follow us uh, at Broken Barrel Whiskey on Instagram. Yeah, please. Um, yeah. And if you want, if you if you look us up and you see this new Fen Walker, you can go to Lovescotch.com. They are the only online retailer that's shipping this whiskey, and they got forty bottles. I don't know how many are left. Forty bottles. Wow. Okay. So that is the only online retailer that is shipping. Okay. Our Fen Walker, which is a single malt blended with wheat whiskey, finished with both sherry and ard bag barrels. So, Ooh, yo, okay.
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> I love <laughs> ard bags. Yeah, an awesome, awesome bottle. That looks it's so got, good. Got the little monster on it. It's cool. Dude, it's a, it's a branding fun, is
3: on point. Branding is it's on a fun point.
1: bottle. We're gonna, and I'll, I'll share with you guys, I haven't said this to anybody, our follow up to the Fen Walker, which a Fen uh-huh. is a, a swamp or a bog okay. or a marsh or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the fen walker is the creature that kind of walks through the swamps and picks up all the peat. Um, nice. The next one will be the plank walker, which will be a blend of uh, different countries of rum. So we're going nice. to do some Caribbean rum, possibly some Jamaican rum, uh, maybe even Cuban rum. And we're going nice. to try and blend some rum barrels together and get them uh, going. So we're going to do nice. the plank walker. And then we're gonna to try to do maybe one or two more walkers after that. But next that's is gonna be plank walker and then we'll go from there. So you should do a skywalker. Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna get sued for that one, but
0: Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> Sky, I got to be careful.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Exactly. Think about that. Yeah, do a Talsker uh, finish. And that could be the sky with an E yeah, Walker. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. True. there you go. Yeah, you can. You, you that's a freebie. You don't have to pay me for that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so, what my uh,
1: idea. Cool. Chill out there. I bro. think I think <laughs> unpeated, un-peated uh, Scotch finishes and Amer- and even single malt finishes will definitely add oh, yeah. something to a whiskey of another variety. So, um, yeah, but yeah, be sure to follow us. We're, we're always we're very active on social media. So check us oh, out. Oh, that's and great. Well, well we appreciate sure. you joining
0: us, Seth. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for, for taking part in this episode. Uh, I guess to finish out, me and Robbie will do some, uh, I hope, so I hope everyone has uh, grown in appreciation, even just by listening, that uh, the Broken Barrel series is worth checking out. Hit them up online. Hit them up, uh, if you can, in a non-controlled state. Hit them up. I hope that you will do that.
3: You know what? And I really hope you like you give give them a chance, man. It seems gimmicky, but golly, these are some good whiskeys for sure. And you know, I hope you get it. I hope you can find some for sure.
0: Yep. But most of all listeners, I hope that our lover spirits lifted yours.